1: Okay, we're back. We're refreshed. We feel good. I feel good. Do you feel good, Mitra? I feel real good. Oh, sweet. You know, we took a little bit of time off. This is the first episode back for Unrefined of the new year. So, I mean, happy new year. Happy 2022 to everybody that's listening. Happy new year to you, Mitra. Happy new year to you. How were um, your holidays? My holidays, you know, they were—they weren't so bad. Um, they were—they were fine. Um, it was a little bit weird because it wasn't like normal wintry weather that I'd expect here in upstate yeah. New York. So it didn't it's really been... feel like Christmas.
2: Yeah, not here either. It was like eighty degrees on Christmas over here. Yeah, Gross. it was.
1: Very, it was very warm here too. What just happened i don't even know what just happened
2: just had a staring contest
1: i guess we did yeah that was very interesting at least we've got the background music going so that people didn't know anything weird was going
2: on bj <laughs> just grabs his cup of coffee just stares me down while he's drinking I you like, were
1: gonna say something i thought you were gonna talk sorry like, guys say like something say something Listen, he's
2: like daring me to say we something.
1: took some time off and this is what you guys are getting as we head back it's episode number 63 right now of unrefined my name is bj that is mitra thank you guys for listening thank you guys for hanging around and uh we're excited to be back with an all new episode for you now uh if you visit the description of this podcast you'll be able to get to all of our socials so you can follow us on instagram you can follow us on youtube um you can even follow us over on patreon where you can see full exclusive videos of the podcast plus bonus content um, on a weekly basis. So make sure you're going over and checking that out. If you would like to be a patron, we would very much appreciate that. And uh, thank you all of our patrons currently um, for the support that you have been giving us here at Unrefined. Um, 2022 is going to be a pretty fun year for us here. Um, and I don't know, should I, can I say, can I say what we have, what we have planned?
2: Sure, say so, away.
1: Uh, we are bringing you guys another episode So you're going to get new episodes of Unrefined on Mondays, Wednesdays, and then a new episode that we're going to be premiering on Fridays. This is going to be like a totally different format for us. We're going to be reading real stories that people have submitted and that we have found online of their paranormal experiences and then dissecting them and uh, just going over them. I so, love it
2: because I love real life stories coming yeah. from the actual person. Like, I love this. I love hearing other people's accounts of,
1: un, you know, like unexplained events, you know? Yes, it is fun. Well, that's why all of those, like, you know, this is my haunted house shows and stuff yeah. like that. Like those work, you know, like personal watching...
2: unexplained yeah. stories, mysteries,
1: so right. paranormal, everything. So that is going to be premiering the first Episode of that is going to be premiering this coming Friday. So make sure that you are subscribed to us if you want to get that content. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's going to be a good time. So, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. So, (sighs) just got to take a sip of that mind grinder coffee quick before we get into it. Before we get into it, It I love it. It's very good. All right, guys. So, like I said, this is episode 63. And, uh, we are starting off with something that uh, I was not fully aware of until Mitra brought it to my attention. Um, she's kind of like the, uh, oh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? She, she's like the, uh, the, like the gold miner of the show. She can find these little <laughs> stories and things like that that we turn into full-blown episodes. Like, I struggle weekly with trying to come up with a topic and she's like why don't you do this 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 or this and i'm like jesus like holy I think crap. i've just seen too
2: many things too many shows too many documentaries. <laughs>
1: well thank god for that. But this is a really good one. Um, this one is really good. We're talking about the aerial school UFO incident this week and this is incredible to me. The the everything that happened in this story including like, you know, what is it? Almost you know almost thirty years later at this point. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible um the things that have uh, taken place since then and what it's done for like the UFO like community, um, both positive and negative, I guess. So I mean, I guess we'll get into it.'ll we'll, we'll get into yeah. it now, all right. Let's hear. In September 1994, a group of 62 kids in Zimbabwe from ages six to twelve, claim to have seen a silver craft come out of the sky and land in a field near the aerial school in Ruwa. I think that's how you pronounce it, Ruwa. It's a very small agricultural town. Um, Once the craft landed, the kids say that the creatures came out of it and that they were dressed all in black. They claim that the creatures communicated with them telepathically and the message that they were given had to do with the environment one student said that they were warned about some bad things that were going to happen, and that pollution needed to end. In whole, the entire event lasted about fifteen minutes, um, but pretty incredible that this happened. And you know, sixty-two so kids many was-
2: witnesses, right? Everybody, exactly.
1: let's who saw it. You know, right? Um, you know, after the uh, after the event happened the kids went back to class because I guess the teachers were in a faculty meeting. Um, according to the story, the teachers were not present when this happened at all. It was just kids. Um, the kids went back to class. They told the teachers what they claimed to have seen and everything that they saw was totally dismissed. They were like, no, that didn't happen. Like you're making it up and everything. I mean, the 62 kids coming up and making up a lie like this seems a little crazy to me. Like that, that that's insane. Um, So those kids went back and they told their parents, and then the parents were really concerned, and they went back to the school and brought that up to them. And they were like, you know, if these kids saw this, like why were you why are you like dismissing it? Like, why are you dismissing what they had seen and acting like it didn't happen? You know? Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Anyway, the little background for context here. Around that time in South Africa, there were quite a few UFO sightings that had taken place. So two days prior to the aerial school incident, people claimed to have seen a fireball in the sky. Many thought that it was a meteor or a comet. Another claim is that it was um, the re-entry of the Zenit 2 rocket uh, from the Cosmos 2290 satellite launch. Um, And that had broken up when it re-entered and the pieces uh, sent streaks of uh, fire and stuff through the sky. When Did it, it happen
2: at the time? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's that, that uh, satellite and rocket had been like gone up and down from the Soviet union, like uh, n- a number of times, Soviet union, what, what the hell is this? What <laughs> year are we in right now? <laughs> but it was a Soviet, it was a Soviet satellite. Yeah. Um, you know, they had used it and then the, the, the rocket or whatever that was attached to like broke apart upon re-entry and that's what happened. I mean, that's pretty plausible. Um, And it's probably what those folks saw, um, you know, because the timelines match up on that too. And another incident actually took place in that same area. A woman claimed that her and her son saw an alien being on the side of the road by a trucker at the time as well. So Hmm. you have. That's crazy. Right. Right. It's it's kind of interesting because you, you have a couple different incidents going on. And then you have this major incident where a you know ufo uh, an et comes down and actually communicates and makes contact with a bunch of school children you know um where so- were the teachers i
2: can't believe they were just left to go outside with a note adult supervision to me that's just weird it's it it a
1: weird part of the story right there for me. right <laughs> like you know i mean maybe it's because i mean the way that it's you know portrayed as like this is a very, very small, small rural, rural South African town. Like yeah, you know, maybe they're not worried about that sort of thing. Maybe, you know, the maybe the school isn't near anything where it would pose any danger or anything. And you could just let the kids play outside or something like that. Just like
2: a, you know, a lion trotting around. That's it. That's all.
1: Right. Um now when this happened, not all of the children at the school said that they had seen what events had transpired. Many skeptics have claimed that what happened was a prank and the theory of it being mass hysteria at work has even come up as well. So, um, ufologists though, they maintain that this is some pretty solid evidence of extraterrestrial life coming to earth and could it have been mistaken
2: like something else. And they think that it's like an alien.
1: Yeah. So that's a question that had come up like down the line. Um, because the children who claim to have seen the aliens are very adamant. I mean, to this day, that that is what they saw. Like, they are like, this is what we saw. And it wasn't something else. Um, and, you know, people who are skeptic are always going to be skeptical of this, of this yeah. sort of thing. So my whole thing is, is like, why make it up? Why so many people make it up and then continue making it up? like, you know, as time goes on at a certain point in time, right? So
2: not everybody says they saw it. Is that Mm -hmm. correct?
1: That is correct. So
2: the ones that say they didn't see it, were they with any of those people that said they did see it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing is like, it says like this between 60 and 62 kids were the ones that they made contact with. So I don't know what those other kids were up to on that day. Because that's a lot of
2: people to like, lie about something and then
1: continue to lie about it right that's what i was saying um so um part of the message that they were given was that the world was going to end because we aren't taking care of the planet um interviewers had asked the children if they were maybe confused and seen an airplane and all of them said no it was not an airplane like it was definitely not um an airplane so um i think one thing, though, that should be considered in all of this is that in the early 90s, that rural area of South Africa where the aerial school is, um, I mean, they were, this is the very, very early 90s. These kids would not have had like access to any sort of like mainstream media that would have yeah. really like known about um or given them information. Aliens. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know how they could have made something of this nature up was the
2: aliens the aliens they described they look like any aliens that had been described before like in media
1: yeah yeah so like the the sketches that were given you know they were all in the black uh big heads big eyes you know um you know a couple of the kids had written uh sketches down of what they saw and that's like kind of like what they looked like and everything so it's kind of like that typical what an alien might look like when they great alien type yeah yeah, exactly. Um, those kids uh, ended up being interviewed by two people Cynthia Hind, who was a local UFO researcher, um, and Harvard professor John Mack. So, when Hind visited, uh, there was also a correspondent from the BBC there um, who was there to interview not only her, but also sit in on the interviews that she was doing with the kids and record it and everything. Because this was major, this was a huge event that took place in 1994 Um, so like it made sense that media coverage would want to get in on it and find out why you know so many kids said that they made contact with the ufo like it was you know that's that's unheard of like this is this is amazing um the, the man who came from the bbc his name was tim leach uh the interview techniques that hind and mac used have been criticized by folks um mostly by a man named brian dunning He hosts the Skeptoid podcast. I don't know. uh, Some of our listeners may have checked that out in the past. He says that when Hind interviewed the kids, their stories were cross contaminated because she had multiple kids in the room at once, all telling stories while the other kids were in close enough proximity to hear the stories. And so they all kind of got meshed together and, and, and mingled and everything like that. So that's one of his major criticisms of them. He also uh, says, Uh, that Mac was a known environmentalist, the guy from Harvard. And Mm. it was only after, this is the interesting thing. It was only after Mac had done his interviews, two months after the incident that the telepathic, uh, two months after the telepathic event had taken place, that all of a sudden all this information came out that they were spoken to telepathically and that the telepathic message had to do with environmental protection and safety and stuff. So a lot of people uh, believe that he had kind of like, I don't know, incepted a, this message into their head or something the kids,
2: like that. The kids didn't claim that there was a telepathic message initially.
1: Yeah. So that's what, that's what that's I found weird. out when I was researching it is like, you know, uh, you know, Cynthia Hind comes in and interviews them and there's no mention of it later. Now she later reported about the telepathic communication, but this was after Mac had already come in. John Mac had come in, done his interviews. So it's a double conspiracy.
2: Was it a UFO? Right. And did he plant the telepathic part to push his own agenda? Are we taking a break to talk about another great partner of ours? You know it. I could feel it coming. That's what she said.
1: For the love of. Here at Unrefined, what keeps us going and our minds open is a good cup of coffee.
2: There's nothing like a fresh cup of coffee before diving into the unexplained. That's what we love about Mind Grinder Coffee. It's such a great flavor and the smell is amazing. Plus, I'm pretty sure drinking it has opened my third eye.
1: Really? No. Well, if you want to drink like us, get the official coffee of Unrefined, Mind Grinder Coffee.
2: Head over to mindgrindercoffee.com to check out the products.
1: Or simply check the link in the description of this podcast. And now back to your regularly scheduled shenanigans. I mean, Mac had done, you know, paranormal research and and things of that nature before uh, working at Harvard and everything like that. So this isn't like new for him or anything. Uh, But where the criticism comes in is that all of a sudden, you know, two months after the event, now they're saying that they were talked to telepathically by these aliens and that the message was environmental in nature, talking about pollution needing to end, that major events were going to take place and the world was going that's to end so if we didn't weird. start taking better care of but the that's planet. But that's so right?
2: weird. So it's to investigate and for him to think, Hey, I'm going to plant this into the kid's brains and do this. Like that takes a lot of like planning. It takes a lot of planning. Oh, like, it takes
1: a lot of, I mean, very it calculating. Takes a lot of everything. Yeah. Very calculating. Um, it's just, it's and a, who it's would strange.
2: believe like, these are just some kids in Africa who's going to believe them. Like, yeah. why would he bother to waste his time on it? it Seems like something that like people would just be like, "No, it's
1: just some kids. They think they saw something and brush it off." I know. There, there. It's. I. I feel like it's very easy for a skeptic to kind of look at this and poke a lot of holes in it and everything like that. Um. So, I mean, given the fact that the extraterrestrials came down and warned them about the you know world ending and things like yeah. that, I kind of took a look at some environmental issues that took place. After this event, so I looked into like 1995 to see like what happened in 1990. Did they predict anything? No, there was no prediction or, or anything like that. It They just said like if we didn't start taking better care of the planet, that the world was oh. going to end. There was no timeline on it or anything like that. Now we know like in recent. Was years,
2: it Bill know. Gates in a flying saucer? Yeah. Did <laughs> he come was... out in a
1: black <laughs> alien <Yeah>. suit? <laughs> right in a bad like spirit of Halloween mask or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I so. I know, like, in recent years, like, there there have been some pretty catastrophic events that have taken place that have really done, like, terrible things. There have been massive wildfires. Um, there have been tsunamis. There have been some pretty devastating earthquakes that have taken place around the world, um, you know, since 1994. We know that. Um, but there is nothing that's been so crazy that it has made me think that this is the end of the world type situation. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, covid
1: i mean covid yeah but COVID's is plague it's, not, I mean, it's not really environmental you know what they, if things they're...
2: just happen slowly in waves when you read about it in, like yeah. you know the bible or something and you're like the end of times and this and this will happen yeah. we assume it's going to happen like boom 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 all in a row but what if there's yeah. years in between all these things
1: Right. And what if the four horsemen of the apocalypse are just actually like aliens coming down? And that's what's happening. Right. So yeah, something to consider. Maybe so so here's a here's some environmental things that took place in the year 1995, following the events of uh, of this uh, alleged UFO contact in September of 1994. There, there was a heat wave. This is the most significant thing that I found that happened a year afterwards there was a heat wave that took place from July 11th to July 15th, 1995 in the United States in Canada. Okay. And I'm looking at, I was looking at like kind of like global events that really stood out to me that weren't everyday occurrences or something. And this was the only thing that really like stood out and caught my attention. So the weather system that took place, it's known as a derecho, which is a straight line, long lived storm these types of storms are very rare. So for it to happen a year after like their warning of some sort of environmental catastrophe taking place, is a little bit interesting to me. Um, so basically what these derechos kind of produce is a tremendously hot and humid air mass. Um, and those, you know, we know what it's like when hot and humid weather comes around, that's going to bring some severe th- uh, storms, thunderstorms, major winds, possibly like tornadoes, things like that. And this is
2: what just happened in with the conduct Kentucky storms. It was right. that it that's what it was. It was what, what did you say? I believe that's what it was. I believe yeah. that's what it was. It was the line of uh storms that came cuz right. I remember reading about it. It's right. very
1: rare for it to happen. Now these these storms were pretty crazy because it went from like Montana like all the way through like Ontario, Canada in this time period between July 11th and July 15th and it was very significant what happened. I mean, they were talking about, there was like 91 miles, 91 mile per hour winds were recorded in North Dakota at the time. Um, And millions in the pathway of this storm, millions of trees and power lines were blown down and areas were just completely and totally devastated by it. Um, But other than that, I mean, the only big environmental things that took place after the aliens warned about impending doom were your regular run-of-the-mill earthquakes, hurricanes, and other storms. But I mean, nothing like super catastrophic happened, yeah. um, you know. And I know, like we've we've had some pretty, de- like I said before, we've had some pretty devastating natural disasters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know the the tsunami that hit Japan, like that. Colorado's was, on fire uh, right now right yeah i exactly. know um you know the was it the the, the uh wildfires in brazil like the, the, wild are the right wildfires are burning down
2: australia just wildfires in
1: australia that happened um, yeah i know i thought that was the worst thing that was going to happen and then covet happened it was like i don't think so buddy we're lasted for two years and yeah. your precious fires aren't going to do anything so
2: <laughs> yeah that's crazy i feel like yeah. they're when I was a kid and maybe cause I just didn't hear about these things happening, it feels like uh, one natural disaster after another, like keeps happening. Like there's so yeah. many, like just like starting, I feel like yeah, Katrina kicked it off. Yeah. And then it was just been like constantly something. And then right after yeah. Katrina was the tsunami, which was just like, I can't even believe how many
1: people died is it insane. It's completely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, so, I mean, I guess like going back to this you've got a ufo that comes out of the sky lands in the middle of a field outside of a school and everything like put yourself in the shoes of these kids okay this alleged incident and i gotta say alleged here because i'm very skeptic on it like i'd like to believe because i want to believe with all of my heart and all of my brain that aliens can come down to our planet and make contact with us like i think that there has been i think they could i think they have you think that they totally have i think so i
2: i think they have i mean like with the whole ancient alien astronaut thing i think people did say some see something yeah i'm not sure like in recent times uh things like that happening yeah i don't know
1: i've always wondered that too Because with the ancient astronaut theory, which is a theory that I love, and you can go back, we've got a whole episode about ancient astronaut theory. If you guys want to listen to it and everything, Um, it it is very interesting to me because why come so long ago and, you know, give your gift of knowledge and help us along and then never come back?
2: Well, my theory was, you know, they came because they knew that there wasn't going to be any written accounts of them. Okay. Cause the people were so, uh, early in on, mm-hmm. you know, their civilization True. and that's why they did it. And then it was just kind of like here and then they leave and they're just watching us after that, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe they
2: come down in Africa to give a warning. I don't know. It seems like the idea was planted in these kids brains by this professor guy. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like the Mandela effect. We know that people can have false memories. So perhaps these kids, they were so young that they really believed some of these things that happened and maybe they didn't happen. Maybe they did. I don't know, but now like, It has been tainted over
1: time. But like, what could they have seen that would have made so many kids believe that? Well, they probably did see something. I'm sure that
2: they did see something. Maybe they really did see an alien. Maybe alien really did come out. Maybe it didn't speak telepathically. Maybe it did. Who knows? But I'm guessing they probably saw something. Definitely.
1: They had to have because there can't be that many kids in one area making up a story about aliens coming down. And all of them, you know, believing so much like that to this day. If you ask one of the kids who was at the school at this time that saw the alleged alien, they yeah. will literally say, "Yes, yes, it was real." You know, that it's, was hundred. It's hard real.
2: because you know, like they, some of them were young, and it's hard mm. because false memories can be planted. So they could truly believe they saw something that was not there. You know, I know. I know. So it's, oh, it's hard. Really hard. Who knows?
1: I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to dismiss it because I, you know, I'm, I, I'd like to believe, you know, that they're telling the truth because I don't see any reason for them to make up this lie.
2: And why would aliens go to like some rural area to warn about, Hey, you better get your act together with the environment and stuff when they're probably not even doing anything. That's yeah. probably the least impactful people that are doing anything to the planet.
1: <laughs> my my only my only thing that I could that I can reason why they would do that is uh, one, you're going and you're talking to like the next generation, right? So you're going to talk to a group of school age kids that are going to get the torch passed to them, and maybe if they've received this message, then maybe like they'll use that and they will, you know, use what they've been given for good. And then they will make things better as, you know, time goes on. That's the yeah. only thing I can see. Also, I think going to an area that is rural like that, that doesn't have a lot of, you know, resources and, you know, other things, they're not going to get like the, you know, crazy sort of, I guess, attention from the media or something like that. Like, think, think about that. Think about an, an alien craft, like comes down in, in the middle of, you know, uh, Downtown San Antonio, right? But at Lands... least the message
2: would get sent. Like, hey, aliens exist, and they just told us not to screw the environment up. Perhaps we should listen to them.
1: Right? And aliens because landed. Their they message said the now is suck. Lost, right?
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: right. Spurs rule. Like, go Spurs! Go. <laughs> right. That's what would happen. But I'm just saying. Like, imagine like that. Like, you wouldn't be able to escape it. There'd be a million like, lent- there'd be a million cameras on it. There'd be a million people talking about it. News footage would be everywhere in this case, but if they land
2: in rural Africa, yeah, the message is lost. What was
1: the point? I mean, that's what my thought is too. like, maybe the message is lost, but maybe it's not because maybe they saw something in this particular group of kids that nobody else would have seen. Maybe this group of kids is going to do something amazing. You know, they're not even 30 years old now, right? So you never know future world leaders, they could really be doing it. And honestly, like um, if they came down in like one rural part of the world that this many kids like made contact with, there's nothing that says that in the future or in the past or, you know, in the present day, they're not coming down in other rural parts of the world where, you know, people who may not have all of this experience with like listening to a podcast like ours or watching things, Um, on television and the internet and things knowing what aliens are they're just going to think that somebody is coming down and communicating with them from like i don't know like the heavens or whatever yeah so maybe what do you do
2: you think like someone like okay i'll just say bill gates because i mentioned (laughs) it before and he likes you know he wants the environment to be good and whatever yeah what if an alien visited him yeah personally told him all this stuff and this is why he's so like hardcore about the environment and global warming and like vaccines for things and stuff like what if he's hardcore on this stuff because some alien visited him now he can't say hey guys alien visited me because he knows he'll sound insane and nobody will believe him so he's just hardcore on it
1: yeah that would be
2: interesting i bet there's people who are like um and i won't say like you know celebrity because I, i don't think of him as being a celebrity um, but people who are like high ranking people that yeah. maybe have encounters like this, but there's no way they can ever say it because it yeah. makes them look insane. What well, you know? could you
1: imagine? Yeah. Like, could you imagine if, like, you know, the leader of like a, a country, like, you don't you know, want like... your
2: president being, hey, last night some aliens came up to me and told me right. we better stop with this. I know. <laughs> Everyone'd like, be like, uh, <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah. It would be, it would be pandemonium and there'd be, there's, I think, you know, for as many people that believe in this stuff, the way that we do, I think that there's far more people out there that are super skeptical of it and would just think that it's a case of mass hysteria, which is something that people fully and truly believe happened yeah. in the case of the aerial school incident. They believe it was mass hysteria. They don't believe these kids saw an alien they don't believe they were communicated with and they don't think that it was real it could
2: have been mass hysteria who knows
1: yeah I mean there's been several cases of mass hysteria around the world and everything like that but you know in this instance like I still like honestly like I don't know how that many kids in a group like that would be able to make up such a story and keep it going for as long as they have, unless there was some sort of truth behind it, you know? Well, like I said, it could
2: have been some, well, what if there was uh, testing from another country of some aircraft and it happened to land there, the person was in a flight suit that was black and they got the hell out of there, you know?
1: Right, right. Who knows? That would be really interesting too. Cause I mean, that's, that's come up a number of times too, where people believe that they've seen a UFO and it turns out it was just some sort of, uh you know yeah. exercise by uh by government doing something like covertly and things like that so yep. um i, would I believe they probably be
2: saw something but
1: yeah. whether it was alien or not is probably never going to be explained no unfortunately i think that this is going to be an unsolved mystery for ever um unless the same aliens uh come back land in an area that is very densely populated major city. Talk to a major government official and say, "Hey, it was us. Remember yeah, like, oh, but we by were in way, Africa. You remember, right? Right? That school in Africa that was us. We <laughs> did that. We we told you guys to stop screwing the planet over, and you didn't. And so we uh, sprinkled so COVID now we're gonna, down. Yeah. And, so now we're going
2: to enslave you. Good job.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a test. We, we gave you a
2: chance. To,
1: right. We gave Bill Gates the vaccine uh, to see if you guys would take it you guys you didn't take it and you know all the rest of you are being enslaved now so thank thank you all that's that's exactly what's happening it's this is all a test by aliens everything yep. is everything goes back to it aliens people aliens <laughs> believe it because they're behind everything and if you want to get to the bottom of it we got to look to the sky
2: y'all think bj's joking that's
1: what's mm-hmm. scary No, he's being super serious, (laughs) super super (laughs) serious. Oh, my God. That was that that was a very interesting story to look up. And like I said, you know, to to this day, the kids that claimed to have seen this still say they saw it. And and you know what? I got to I I believe that there's probably some truth to it. Do I believe that maybe the story was embellished a little bit? Probably, uh, did yeah. this professor Mac from Harvard maybe sprinkle in a little bit of his own ideology on them when interviewing them? Probably. Um, so gotta work with what you have, I guess. He's that's all you can do. An opportunity, and he was like, "I'm going for it." Absolutely. How can you fault him in that? So yeah. anyway, I think this was a this was a great first show back of the new year to dive into something really weird and unexplained, something that will never ever get a solid answer on, and, and I really enjoy that. It's always fun. I like a good mystery. It is. It is. Uh, Like I said, guys, you can get to all of our social links in the description of this podcast. Click there. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. You can follow us over on TikTok. Um, And if you want to become a Patreon member, uh, you can get the link to Patreon as well. Um, Also, don't forget, new episodes of the show every Monday and Wednesday. And starting this week, new episodes on Friday as well. So sit back and buckle up because you are in for one hell of a <laughs> ride in 2022. <laughs> it's gonna be good. We on behalf I'm excited. Of, I'm excited too. It's gonna be a fun time. So on behalf of Mitra and myself, uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Unrefined.